0: Rich Eisen. Yes,
1: indeed it is. It is our number three of the Rich Eisen Show. We are on the air live on the Roku channel every day between 12 and 3 Eastern time. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate Sirius XM Odyssey and more. We're on every day. And if you miss anything, you got our podcast version of this show. The Rich Eisen Show podcast can be acquired Wherever you get your podcasts, thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network, there's also the Rich Eisen Show collection page as part of our Roku channel um, relationship and partnership. It's a video on-demand service. We also place much of the show uh, on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We also re-air on channel 210 on the Roku channel. As soon as we're done, it re-airs throughout the day till we come back on the air the very next day, and we love uh, everything about our relationship with the Roku Channel. Couldn't be more thrilled that we helped plant a flag for our new partner, first ever uh, Emmy Award nomination for the Roku Channel, thanks to uh, the, the first two. our colleagues. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm my, my, I was just talking about us, you know. You
2: know, you can, don't leave yourself out, yeah, baby. You know, Come I, on.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, but Miami Real also has a lot to do personally with, uh, with what I do uh, up the street at NFL Network as well um because 2 weeks from today I'll be sitting on that draft set once again for uh, NFL Network but I I am thrilled that um again the Roku Channel's first ever Sports Emmy um, nomination is you know where they reached out to us and they say we believe in you and I say I believe in you as well and we struck a deal and here we are Lovely. so uh 844204 Rich is the number to dial here on this program K- kicking off our number 3 uh, Dan Campbell of the Lions we got an HC of the NFL calling it yeah. About 18 minutes' time, and it's his birthday, too. Uh, isn't that what you do, right? You celebrate. Now, I imagine uh, nobody gives this man birthday punches, right? Do I ask him that? <laughs> Does anybody dare to give him birthday punches? And a pinch to grow an inch, right? I don't know. Is that what, is that, is that what it is?
3: That was a thing, too, when you are a kid.
1: Okay. I imagine this man gives out two for flinching. Absolutely. I <laughs> think a stand-by-me rule right here, right? Absolutely. I would think. And I don't know if he'd be giving that to me I, I'd be flinching and because I chose his Lions to win the division. And this is the same guy who made a March prediction last year to, uh, uh, for a division winner, and it was, uh, what, what's the words for it? Uh, spectacularly bad. I
2: mean, you know, It happens.
1: The Raiders uh, did not win the AFC West, the team that did won the Super Bowl. So congratulations to whoever is going to win this division. You're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, anyway, Dan Campbell's about to join us, and there's a lot to talk about. They traded away their third overall selection from a couple drafts ago for a fifth-round pick in Jeff Okuda to Atlanta, and Hendon Hooker uh, stopped by for a visit. So uh, that was a top 30 visit for Detroit. 844 rich is the number to dial. Odell Beckham uh, spoke uh, today, and we'll get to those sound bites in a second. Nathan in Los Angeles has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Nathan?
0: Hey, Rich. Good to talk to you guys again. Same it's to you. What's going on? What's they on your don't? mind? I was reacting and responding to your comment earlier about the uh, Angels' attendance.
1: And yeah, that, again, that Otani made his first home start of the year, um, and they were somewhat uh, uh, attendance-challenged um, in a way yeah. that I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that would happen for Otani and other places. So go for it, Nathan. What do you think?
0: Well, I'll say this. As you guys know, I'm from the East, but I live in L.A. now. Uh, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. Now, I will acknowledge that they do get fairly consistent attendance numbers at both stadiums throughout the year. There are times when you're going to see like five to 8,000 at some Cincinnati Reds game maybe in June. Both of these teams do manage to manage to get around 20K pretty consistent. Who are you talking about as the two
1: teams, the Angels and the Dodgers? Yeah. Oh, the Dodgers. I
0: somewhere. I mean, i
1: the Dodgers I've there, get well, double that. The Dodgers are, are very well attended games. Trust me, it takes me a hell of a lot well, yeah, longer to get into the, that stadium. So, but go ahead, that's Nathan.
0: Because they're winning right now, mm-hmm. and that's what the point I'm going to make about L.A. L.A. I have consistently seen the least dedicated and most self-serving fan base I think <laughs> I've ever witnessed. Wow. <laughs> they only go two games and only cheer for teams who are win who are representing at that moment the image that LA people insist on maintaining for themselves at all times which is winning championships glory etc yes the minute you're not doing any of those things they will not show up they will not concern themselves with what you're doing they will not come and they won't even really cheer they might they might barely speak up,
1: <laughs> no, I hear you, and thanks for the call, Nathan. That's- I greatly appreciate what you're saying um look uh um i am I'm, I'm i I know the angels aren't a winner um but they do have you want to talk about a draw two of the best players in baseball, including one who I said based on the way Otani's been playing and the way that he pitches and the way that he throws, and the way that he is so remarkable at both that by the end of his prime we might be talking about him as the best player of our generation and the generation of anybody who's alive to have a generation i'm serious he's going to get a 600 million dollar contract because he's a 300 million dollar pitcher and he's the 300 million dollar hitter in the same body for the same team so i I, again i'm i'm i come from the east coast and i come from an upbringing where ron gidry would light up yankee stadium and then Dwight Gooden lit up Shea Stadium in a way that um, Tom Seaver lit up Shea Stadium, and whenever those guys pitched, that was it. That was the... That was the. When Dwight Gooden pitched in Shea Stadium, it was the end-all, be-all. You had to go. Didn't matter who was... I, I, even if the opponent wasn't a draw, that would draw you in, because they were probably going to strike out 16 times. So... The reason why I bring it up, because I just wonder, will this matter at all? No, Tony. When he goes to Yankee Stadium and he feels that pulse, if he does pitch in New York City in, in City Field, will he feel that pulse? He's going to feel it Monday. It's Marathon Monday. It's, by the way, the, you said, as you pointed out, Chris, off the year, it's the 10th anniversary of the bombing, right? Yeah. Awful. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a moving day. And that crowd is going to show up and it is going to be loud and it is going to be wild and it is going to be raucous and it is going to be an event in Boston and that's Otani's next start. And does will he pause and look around and go, this has some juice to it and it, this makes me all fired up. It certainly do, did look to me like he met the moment in the World Baseball Classic. Yep. Now that obviously is for, for baseball and country and country men and country women. That's a different... Obviously emotion you get, but doesn't matter because he's going to see that in various places he's around. You know, you probably didn't feel it in Oakland, but he's going to feel it. doesn't matter. And I would, I would, you know, I, if, if I have a night free, again, I'm not a diehard Angel fan, and it, it is a schlep to get the hell down there, but um, I'd love to go bring my kids to watch him pitch. That's for sure. And I'm not showing up for anybody else like that. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's get to this, as Dan Campbell's going to be joining us in about 12 minutes' time. Odell Beckham Jr. introduced as a Baltimore Raven. Who'd have thunk it? Hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Man, even the Ravens, even Eric DeCosta admitted they were an underdog in the race for his services. But as Albert Breer pointed out, you remember that buy it now button that you had on the old eBay to to bypass the... The bidding process? Well, they certainly hit the buy it now button. $18 million contract, 15 of it guaranteed, 3 million of it filled with apparently very reachable incentives. And then there's the whole question of why would he do this other than the money? forget, Just place the money aside. If he's not a mercenary straight up, why would he go to a place where receivers don't have 1,000-yard seasons, where they've not had a Pro Bowl receiver drafted, they're the only franchise to not draft a Pro Bowl wide receiver, the Baltimore Ravens. Why would you go there? Now, they do have a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. And, of course, the question is, is who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Lamar or not? And the, the obvious question for Odell, did you receive any assurances that Lam, from Lamar that he'd be showing up if you signed in Baltimore?
4: Before you signed, you didn't get any assurances from Lamar that uh, you guys would be playing together this year?
5: I uh, didn't get any insurances for anything. You know, life's uncertain. Um, I think that you know the, we don't we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day. Or, you know, we only know what's happened in the past. So to me, it just was excited about the possibility of that. You know, my thoughts would be that he would be here. I know that you know these two want him to be here, uh, and you know at the end of the day, that's that's going to be up to them. Was that Dr? <laughs> Rosen in the back there didn't throw him off
1: just joking trying to <laughs> weave the story of the day in.
4: <laughs>
1: look I told everybody when he signed I said it and I meant it that part of the reason why this signing so crucial for Baltimore is it gives another voice to the message they have been trying to say to Lamar for weeks now Come back, come in, let's deal with it. Or we'll figure it out. And that voice that's been telling him about it was the owner, we assume, coach, general manager. Now it's Odell giving voice to that. A different voice in the room and one that Lamar might listen to more despite the business deal he's trying to arrange. And sure enough, that actually happened for real during the press conference.
5: I mean, if you look at the other situations I was going into, the, was, everything was uncertain. You know, and it, like I say, life's uncertain. Um, obviously, I would assume that it's going to work out. You know, I have that, that faith and that hope. And um, Lamar, I know if you're watching, you know, you know <laughs> I would love to, to love to get to work with you I'll, I'll talk to these guys over here, and, uh, you know, hopefully that gets done. You know, I, I think the, when, you, when you think about the Ravens, you definitely think about Lamar, and I know that that's something, you know, I was excited about that possibility, and um, life's, life's not certain, you know, just to keep it short. <laughs> he addressed Lamar. That's what I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> wow. It's worth every penny. Especially since he's like, I'll talk to them too, and Lamar knows he's got his best interest in mind. So add him to Meek Mill to the list of people <laughs> that are trying to, you know, operate on his behalf. Right, I'm too. serious. <laughs> I, I know. I know that sounds like I'm just being facetious, but that's valuable.
3: Just when I thought I was out, they pulled
1: me back in. So Eric DeCosta was asked, how, "How you know? Have you spoken to Lamar since the trade request?" that lamar let everyone know existed the minute harbaugh's butt hit the seat at the owner's meeting to talk to the media this is what the had to say
0: well i have not talked to lamar since the signing um there's been interaction along the way um you know lamar is in our plans we love lamar our feelings about lamar have not changed one bit since the end of the season uh we're hopeful still that we'll get a long-term deal done um He's the right player for this team to lead us to where we want to be. I think the locker room knows that. The organization knows that. I think the fan base knows that. So it's ongoing. Um, but I can't think of a situation where we wouldn't think that our best team is with Lamar Jackson on the team in September.
1: And yeah, they've been consistent about that. So, like I said, signing Odell, it gives the fan base the message – we we get it. We 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 know you watched last year even when Lamar was healthy and then it got even worse when he went out. Wide receivers catching touchdowns was like a comet in the sky. It just didn't happen. It was rare to see. And fans are like, "What are we doing? When are we going to get somebody who we know?" And Patriots fans, you you went through that a lot even with Brady there. Like it's it's a lot of, you know, hello, my name is, name tags that fans had to learn who these guys were and trust the process and Rashe Caldwell of the world, you know, and then Randy Moss, boom. Hey. All of a sudden, Brady's throwing 50 touchdown passes in a season. I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. That's no, that the number. literally happened. He hit. So Ravens fans feel that they're heard, and now you got a guy not named Bashadi, DaCosta, or Harbaugh telling Lamar, come on. I got your best interest in mind. Come on. And his name's Odell Beckham. And the rest of the wide receiver group in the NFL who might be like, I'm not going to Baltimore. Oh, wait, who went there? Yeah. Check those boxes. And I understand. Contract's expensive. He hasn't played. He also said that his knee was shot when he came to Los Angeles. So I guess it was like a ticking bomb that went off, unfortunately, for him in the Super Bowl. But at least it went off when it did. Because he was already in the Super Bowl and was on road to being the MVP of that damn thing before it gave way. So I know there's lots of questions about it. And then contractually, it's something that, you know, boy, the front office has lost their minds to do it. But it's more than just a contract signing. And you heard it today. He addressed Lamar through the camera. If DeCosta or Harbaugh had done that, it'd be like, mm, I don't know. It was Odell who did it. Got it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen show. Dan Campbell's coming up from the Detroit Lions. It's his birthday. Hey. I have an I have I have an, a line in mind. Banana. I'll see how it goes before I unveil it.
3: <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: Just gonna spring it on st-
1: him. I don't know if I'm gonna uh, say it or not. Oh <laughs> but I got one in mind. I didn't workshop it on you guys, and I'm not gonna. Dan Campbell coming up. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Waiting on the head coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, going to join us. In the meantime, let's go to the phone lines. Randy in Wisconsin, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Randy?
0: Hi, Rich. How are you doing? What's going on? Uh, Pretty good. long-time listener. like your show. Great show. Thanks, Randy. Um, Thank you. I just wanted wondered- to a little bit more on Rogers' deal, and uh, and I think Chris nailed it earlier when you said that you were pretty excited to start with. and Now it's kind of faded down. I, I can remember when you you first realized that he was probably going to go. You know, you're giddy or not.
1: Well, let me we're, let me let me we're, just we're, say you know, this. Let me yeah, just say on your first date. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Let me just say this. I, I was I was concerned that you know whether it would work out in New York or not at first. But let me just ask you this real quick before I hop on the phone line with the head coach of the Lions. I'm told he's just about to join us. Um, as a Packer fan, are you sitting out there saying you demand the proper um, compensation, or, or or are you ready to move on with Rodgers? Well,
0: a little bit of both. I, okay. think, uh, I think I'm ready to move on, but I do think that I ought to hold out for the proper price. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, a little you bit know, of
0: both. I, I, I guess it'd be kind of like what Marciardi already said, that if they don't get what they want, you know, just... You know set on it and he'll retire a passer and i'm okay with
1: that thanks for the call like randy I, I appreciate it i'm sorry i, uh, I appreciate your thoughts i don't mean to cut you off right there i thought he was done with this thought i really did you uh, weren't trying
2: to del tufo i was not yeah, trying yeah, to do that, that. Was, thank, but we do have you. an
1: hc uh, on the phone line joining us here uh from the detroit Lions, the head coach of the team dan campbell uh here on the rich Eisen show how are you coach
6: Good, Rich. How you doing?
1: I am fine. Uh, is there truth to this rumor? I know it's it's rumor season, but I think you can confirm this one. Is it your birthday today, for real, Coach? Uh, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. So you do realize that you have the most valuable gift on your birthday, right? Right What's now. What's that? Calling my show. <laughs> right
6: oh, now. I got you. Thank you. Man, I appreciate it. this. Is, this is the <laughs> yeah. highlight of my day right now. I appreciate Rich.
1: that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It, um, you know. Uh, it. It's. You know. It cost me nothing. Um, but, uh, it's still heartfelt. Nonetheless, I, I feel it. Thank you. What are you doing? And what is like, what does a birthday two weeks before the draft look like for the head coach of the Detroit Lions?
6: Well, it doesn't feel like a birthday. Uh, not just yet. It will maybe on draft night. Um, but everything is, you know, we were, uh, you know, we're, we're doing cutups, offense, defense, special teams, and yep. then, you know, um, and then also back there with brad working on the draft you know going through some of these guys trying to find the right the right fit for us and so it's you know uh, like every other team is doing man they're just trying to get prepared trying to get better trying to upgrade
1: is your board set
6: uh no not quite i mean we we've got some pretty good ideas but that's we're still in the middle of the process man we're still vetting guys and I mean, this thing goes all the way up until uh, the first night of the draft. I mean, that that's how it goes, man. It just the work never stops, and and Brad and his group, man, are doing an unbelievable job. I mean, it, the amount of hours and legwork that go into this type of operation, I'm not sure everybody quite understands, man. And uh, and so it's a it's a special group, and they're a bunch of grinders now. So it's good.
1: Okay, and so uh, how how. Um how much is the board a guide or it's that's it that's the gospel once uh two weeks from tonight and you're on the board at six and the phone's ringing and and brad's like yeah the deal is not good enough for us we're gonna pick and then you go and you choose whoever's on the board that's the highest how does that work for you Dan? no
6: i think we i, I think we're we're um uh, man i i think you find the guys that you really believe in and you believe fit you um and and uh that you can see them having a home here with us. And once you've targeted those guys, I think you you do what you feel like you need to to get them on your team or to acquire them. Now, with that, you also, like any other team does, you go through all the scenarios, right? You do the mock drafts, you start going, this happens, here's a trade, here's a... You put yourself in that mode, I mean, that's what Brad does. You put yourself there. All right, are we willing to take this trade to give up this player that we really love? Is it worth that, you know? Um, and so I think you just – you have a pretty, good, um, a pretty good idea. You do have a game plan, but you're also ready to, to adjust if need be.
1: Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions here on the Rich Eisen Show. Look, I know we're talking two weeks before draft, and you, you know, you're, you're kind enough to call in, and specifics might be sparse. So I'll, I'll ask questions and you're, you know uh, with some generalities to it, and you can uh, answer, obviously, as you see fit. Uh, first, I, I love specific generality. Specific. Yeah, by the way, that was the name of my house band in high school. Um so, really? No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so, let's just throw it out here. When, when you and I last spoke on NFL Network live television uh, in the booth at the combine, you said when you saw Aiden Hutchinson, you had a man crush on him. Obviously, you drafted him. Do you have a man crush on anybody in this year's draft? Have you? Have oh, you yeah. developed one? You have. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Yes, I do. All right, yeah. Uh, I've
6: got more than one. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, let's talk in specific generalities. Then, in this front, um, like what, what, Because what I, I know what Aiden uh, is like and who he is. Can you, can you put uh, any sort of uh, meat on the bones as to what, what a, a Dan Campbell man crush would, would, would mean or do? Look,
6: I don't think it would surprise anybody, and I think any coach would love these players, right? It's just. Look, there's plenty of them out there. You just got to find the guys that you feel like fit you. But, I mean, it's, a, it's no secret. Guys, you feel like by the way they play, they love the game. Uh, it means something to them. Uh, they're snapped to whistle. Uh, they endear themselves to their teammates. Um, and they're productive, you know. And, and they play on offense. They play on defense. They play on special teams does that does that uh <laughs> does that help you
1: that's the generality no i get it no i, I it can be anybody uh, i i understand that so when you you have it uh at hello uh on a on a on a film session or or you have it as soon as they leave the room after you've met them uh, no i think
6: it's all I, it's all encompassing but i would say this it always starts with the tape always uh-huh. and uh because if, if it's not on the tape, it, it's hard to talk yourself into uh, or, or, or to talk me or Brad into saying that, uh, that you're a player or that you believe in these things when it's not on the tape. So it's always the tape. And then you, uh, you want to know if it's validated by the way that they present themselves or the way they talk or, or football, just all-encompassing, uh, I would say. But it's hard to hide uh, what you are on the tape.
1: And then when it comes to uh, visits and who visits, obviously we in the media read so much into it. But uh, the fact that Hendon Hooker was uh, with you guys this very week, uh, obviously when the, a quarterback is involved, it it uh, gives people pause. And I know it's a sensitive subject matter. Obviously, when there's somebody that you currently have who was so terrific last year and who you believe in, what's your concept on, uh, on a quarterback going either 6th or um, ninth, 18th overall if they drop? What's your your ideas on that, Dan Campbell? Yeah,
6: look, I, I uh, I'm going to give you a spe- specific generality. Thank you. Um, it would I, I would say this, man, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love golf. We love golf, and and he is our quarterback. Uh, nothing's going to change that. Um, but we're always looking to upgrade the roster at any position, and so if the right guy presents himself. Um, if the right guy presents himself at one of our picks and we feel like it's the right thing to do, we'll do it. So we're keeping all our options open.
1: And obviously you, you have the sixth overall pick because of a quarterback trade that you did uh, make for golf and you're sitting there at six. What's your sense of trading out of that knowing that you don't really ever want to draft sixth uh, anymore or you want to use that because you, you don't intend to be as high anymore? What's your philosophy on that? dan
6: campbell yeah no I, I i think there again it's just like i said before we are in the process of i mean we're still we are still vetting guys we're still uh you know we want to verify the mental on a number of guys uh just football intelligence things of that nature and and so once we get it down to where we want it then then we'll really start deep diving those conversations i mean i Look, for me, I'm open to do whatever, and so is Brad. I mean, we we are very flexible, um, but uh, we're not going to just go back to go back either, you know. Um, and there again, if it's somebody we really love sitting at six, then we're probably going to make our selection. But until we we put ourselves in that in, in that you know in that moment and go through those scenarios, all our mock drafts. All the uh, all the things that could come up, then, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a mood point.
1: So, uh, has your phone has Brad's phone rang for for the pick? Have you heard about that? People calling you. You
6: to Brad about that one. Oh,
1: he doesn't talk to you about that, Dan. Or you just what 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 happened he could. What happened? Okay. He sure could. All right. So that's that's the non-specific generality that I just got you from go. you right there. Okay. Very good. There you go. All right. Uh, the trade of Jeff Acuda kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, again. Um, he was drafted in 2020, uh, third overall. Now he's he's been sent to Atlanta for a fifth round pick. Why? Why did that happen? In your estimation, Coach?
6: Yeah. Look, we we, we knew we wanted to upgrade the secondary, and uh, we, we've been pleased with the the uh, you know the upgrades that we've made. Man, bringing in uh, Sutton and uh, and Mosley, and then you know getting C.J. Johnson. Uh, from philadelphia we feel like we really beefed up that area and we still got jerry jacobs we got will harris back and so we've got a group and we just felt like you know what um we we felt pretty good with the additions that we made and we really felt like man at this time this is probably the best thing for for us and for jeff you know new change of scenery um and give him a fresh start you know we felt really good about our guys and uh and look, I, man, I appreciate Jeff. Man, Jeff, Jeff was—he was a pro. He came to work. He busts his ass. Man, he worked at it, and you know he was coming off an injury last year, and we just felt like, you know what, this is the right thing to do right now.
1: And in terms of free agency, it's all a puzzle piece. Dan Campbell, obviously, uh, Jamal Williams, his 17 touchdowns, he is not retained. But boy, did you go ahead and get yourself a big time back in my estimation, and David Montgomery. And I'm wondering, do those things happen where you're you're standing there twice a, twice a year watching him go, he becomes available, and the, this is how he winds up. On your team? Yeah. Look,
6: let me say this. Yes, sir. Let me say this first about Jamal. All right. One of the you know, we this has been a, you know, two year process, man, going into year three and, and we we've had to we've had to overcome a lot here. Um you know, a lot of different situations, scenarios. And uh, and Jamal is a big part of the way we finished, you know. He he's a big part of us getting up and getting on our feet, you know, I mean, he was very much a part of this program and I'll always wish him the best of luck. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the hell out of him. But, but back to what you were saying about Montgomery, you know, yes, that, that, that was a, a, a big reason why when you face the guy, you know, really I, I faced him, you know five times in the last three years even when I was at New Orleans we faced him for a year and he was always a pain in the ass Man, (laughs) he was a player I always worried about for us defensively because he's just he's steady he's consistent he's versatile he's tough he's smart uh, he can he can help you in the pass game he can run choice routes he's got patience as a runner he's got good vision he's got good hands and so Man, just knowing that all right, it's not going to work out with Jamal to be able to acquire him. That was, uh, I mean, we were pretty excited over here. Is
1: it fair to say you also look at you got a first round selection at six, you got uh, one at eighteen, that you're adding a third in Jamison Williams next year in a way, Coach?
6: Yeah, you could say that because really we we you know we didn't get him till by the time he started to hit his stride, you know, right. it was late in the year, you know, coming off the ACL, so. Um, to be able to get him and get in, he was not able to go through any OTAs, any, you know, any of the off season or training camp in half the year. So now to get him back in the building and from the get go here to be able to get the reps. um, Yeah, I do feel like that, man. That's a great way to put it, Rich.
1: Okay. By the way, that's another birthday gift. You can use that. That's, Thank you for that. You I got just got wrote it down. Gift wrap. Yeah, you got a third round, uh, third first round pick, uh, and my pleasure on your birthday. Um, and because you know, and I, I've done this show eight years. NFL Network twenty. I don't ask this of a Detroit Lions head coach so much, but this is legit. How do you handle the expectation level? There's a lot of it. The way you finished, the way that you could have made the playoffs for sure. There was a lot that went down in the final week of the season that did not go your way. That you know, and quite honestly, should have. Uh, based out of your control with what happened in Seattle. But put it all together, how do you handle the expectation level uh, that that the Lions are loaded for, if you will, bear in this division?
6: Yeah, look, I I, I think we embrace it. I think we embrace it. And I think we take this challenge on, head on, because I think we're in position now to where um, we have the ability to swing with the big boys in this league, you know, if we want to now. It can't be lip service. We got to go back to work. You got to start over, everything over, and get back to where you were, uh, where we were, those last ten games, and then beyond that. So we got to get back to that rhythm, our work ethic, our details, our urgency, and then we got to we got to raise it another level from there. And I feel confident that we can do that. But but we can't just say it, man. We got to do it. but I think that's another reason why we acquire the players that we do. Man, they're cut the right way and they believe the right things. So, uh, and it's a group that the core of this group has had to overcome a lot in the last two years. Man, they know what it what it's like uh, to be in the in the you know to be in the dumpster fire and to get out of it. So, I, I think that will serve us well.
1: Coach, I appreciate the time. Um, so, last couple for you on your birthday. Uh, does anybody dare give you a birthday punch? Anybody?
6: Uh, not not yet, but, I mean, the Let's day's see. not over yet, so oh. we'll see.
1: No, just in theory, you know, did, would anybody dare do that, do you think?
6: Well, if they know? did, I don't think it would be a hard one. It would be more of a little love tap on okay. the shoulder, okay. maybe okay. something like that. I guess if somebody just laid me one right in the jaw, I guess it's possible, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you never know.
1: Got it. All right. And, and uh, I, I will dare to ask this question. Would, is there anybody in your life that has the ability— to give you a birthday cake made out of a kneecap so you could take a bite out of it. Is that possible, <laughs> coach? That would we'll do that? I
6: would take that from anybody. I'm good really? like that. I'm a good sport.
1: Okay. You know, like, here's a birthday cake, put a candle right in the middle of the kneecap, you take a bite out of it. <laughs> I think that should happen. <laughs> do anything? Uh,
6: maybe I'll do that and I'll send you a photo. I would do that, please. Yes.
1: yes. See, now that's a gift right. to me. It should, not I, I don't, you know, don't worry. This is a one way street. It's, it's gifts to you. And I appreciate you taking the time on. Your birthday. Let's chat uh, post-draft, if you don't mind. Thanks again. Sounds good, Rich. Good Take care, care. yourself. yourself. Right back at you. That's Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions head coach. <laughs> and
3: the, the technology in cakes now, Rich. I don't know if you've seen this. You could right. pretty much make a cake out of anything.
1: Yeah. Make it out of a kneecap. Some Detroit
2: area Take bakery a should get on like, this get ASAP on rock. Yeah. Like
3: now. Right. You've got a couple hours left.
2: Yeah. It from, get like, it over to the office. Yeah. Chris, get from the mid quad to the mid calf, That's what and then say you
1: big old knee. Now, I could task one of my producers with doing that. Del Tufo's
3: not here.
1: Uh looking directly at you. You could call uh, Allen Park, Michigan. Go you put Allen Park, Michigan bakeries. We could call them up, say we want a cake, make it look like a kneecap. Send it over to Detroit. Hey, you know he's burning the midnight oil tonight, right? Yeah, it's two weeks of the draft. Could do it. Gourmet cake delivery. Done. Let's do
3: it overnight. It's not gonna get there today. Nah. All right, hold on. Let's keep going. Ten best cake delivery near down. Allen
1: nah, no, Park, that? Michigan. That's I where understand. they
3: are. I understand.
1: Anybody out there? The 10 best in bakeries in Allen Park is where I'm
2: at. There you going. go. They can, see, let's Google it. Well, number one's in Hungarian Struggle Shops. It's so fine. So they, they it, I don't care <laughs> what, How what the time?
1: kneecap's made out of.
2: <laughs> I don't know if they make strudel. From the rich strudel eyes and kneecaps. show a happy so this birthday.
3: Place, yeah. This place is open till 11. Ah! see,
2: you know we're working. Hey, me. you know what else is around there? Tim Hortons. <laughs> Who the hell is Tim Hortons? Who the hell is Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is, <laughs> for those who may not know, <laughs> that's what Will Ferrell said he would say, he said multiple times during a, a, a broadcast, what, for and a Canadian hockey broadcast, he yeah. showed up as, as Anchorman? Who the hell is Tim? Oh, it's curling, that's right, curling, he yeah. called a curling contest as... <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Who something, the hell is
3: Tim Horton? <laughs> something as unique as a knee, though, is going to take weeks of prep. We no, no, can't. Just
1: don't back out of it. You think it's a good idea? Let's make it happen. It. I'm
3: telling you, it's going to take weeks to get this. you
1: got to put in your order. Nah, we'll, it call up, we'll call up somebody. They can do it. Let's do it. You can't make
3: a knee in one day.
1: I mean, Rome was built in the day. Or yeah. Rome was, was Rome not wasn't wasn't
3: built, built
2: in It wasn't built in <laughs> day. It was
1: not. Okay. Got it. Let's take
2: a break. I thought you said oh, you were a
1: spider. This is terrible. Let's take a break right here. (laughs) Oh, speaking of food. Oh, you brought some? No, John Rahm is already talking about his dinner next year.
3: No way. Yes, that's next. This is the Rich Eisen
1: Show. (laughs) It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. Fun show. Uh Let's sneak in this phone call before we uh, close up shop right here. Tom in Brea, California. What's up, Tom?
4: Hey, Rich, guys. What's going on? Um, What's Tom? on the up, I think that's just fantastic. I, I appreciate really you seeing
1: Thank you. Thanks so
4: much. Appreciate um, that. The, the only negative I can say is that you've lowered my work productivity by about 30%. Okay. Because I keep listening to you so much. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I own the company, so I don't have to. Boy! Hey.
1: Hey. All right. Hey. Atta boy. <laughs> That's a flex right there, Atta Tom. Atta boy, Tom. <laughs> flex. You flex it. Yo. What's on your mind?
4: I, I want to comment about L.A. being, or Southern California being, um, you know, low productivity fans, that nah. uh, we don't show up as much. And I think there's a good reason for it. People in L.A. have got too much stuff to do. No. We're not like Cleveland, where when the football season's over, all you have to do is wait for the next football season to start. <laughs> Which, no, and, that's and, and, why I, it took 20 years to get an NFL team here. Yeah. We, do, we don't like watching bad football, bad sports. We have too much stuff to do
1: no um, and and i i hear you tom and and i i, I will i would push back uh, uh again on the notion nationally and i get that all the time when uh, mad dog russo has me on he holds me to account for you know the the bad la sports fan this that the other thing i mean the la kings are are there's a rabid fan base for the la kings you got jason feller wearing a yep. kings hat on today and it's hockey and it's supposed that's supposed to be you know the last sport that fans in los angeles are supposed to be into i i don't know what it is why uh, Angels fans didn't show up there i i I just know that the places where Otani would go elsewhere i don't think there would ever be half a stadium for it i i I don't know and I, I don't mean to cast with a broad brush I'm just pointing that one out that's all
4: i i would doing. and I would totally agree with you with that and and the idea i guess the push that I'm trying to break is is that in other towns. There's not a lot of stuff to do.
1: I hear you. (laughs) I I, I agree with Tom on this. In
4: California, we have so many things. We can snow ski in the morning and surf in the afternoon. We've just got tons of stuff that we're doing, and we're just very busy people here.
1: Tom, it sounds like basically what you're saying um, is there's lots to do, and based on what you said to start this uh, conversation, you take the afternoon off a lot, Tom, is what (laughs) it sounds like.
4: (laughs) Well, that that could be, but that was just my – you know, it drove me nuts about – how the NFL for years could not get a football team here. And they couldn't understand it. They're saying this is the biggest TV market you know, in the country, and no, we can't get a football team. We can't get anyone to build a stadium. Well, it's because California, or Southern California especially, we have too much stuff to do. We'd rather just watch the game on TV because I can watch the game at halftime, move the lawn, come back, pop open a beer, and watch the second half.
1: <laughs> Tom, thanks for the call. Be well. Call us more often. That's Tom and Brea, California. And uh, everybody, got a point, I, I don't I haven't felt my phone buzz yet. See if that Smitch at home, who is the resident diehard Los Angeles sports fan of the Rich Eisen show, you're there as well, Thank Jason. You. Thank you. Uh, to see if uh, if he agrees that Tom can call back again.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, I got a question. Because Nathan you.
1: in LA is definitely oh. not on uh, Sean's <laughs> Christmas card list. What, what do you got? You, over you there? were doing a read not long ago. Yes. Just curious, what would have happened if I hit this right <laughs> in, in the, the middle, middle of it? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if our sponsor would appreciate it. Would it um, throwing you off, though. Did Scotty Barnes say that it th- that he admitted that 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 Dr. DeRozan did affect their free throw shooting last night?
3: Scotty Barnes said, "Look, we went 18 of 36, so it had to have had some effect." All
1: right, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I I I I won't believe it. No, nope. They're professional basketball players. A nine-year-old shrieking as they're at the free throw line should not be the reason why. Look, we're showing a screen grab right here. 50 of her shrieking while Freddie Van Vliet is at the line. Toronto's up 11 with 52.3 seconds to go in the game. With the shrieking. In the third quarter. Through, uh, 52.3 to go in the third quarter. This game is three-fourths over, and they're up 11. She shrieked from, the, for, from jump. They blew it in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. That's it. He missed a lot of foul shots. Okay. Let's talk about something more important, and that's food. <laughs> and this? I don't think that there is anything.
3: And that's food. Yes. I like food. Food is pretty.
1: Food, food is good. No, anyway, it also involves John Rahm, oh, who I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of his, man. I like the way he yeah, plays I, golf. I like yeah. the fact that he didn't take the live money. I, I like the fact that goal. he's, you know, he's won his second green jacket, and he's calling out first. Zach Ertz first Se- green jacket. Second major. Second first major, major party. He's, he wins his first green jacket, and he, uh, uh, he's calling out Zach Ertz for texting him about how great the the first green looks how wide open it is how inviting it is and he four putts it guy plays golf with jj watts that's fun it's fun it's fun yeah. he's having fun it's great it's not so damn serious so as you know the winner of the masters gets to pick the the masters champions dinner menu the following year Love it. and he has already from the podium uh at uh the um Said, this RBC, week's the, the, the RBC... Um, Heritage. The Heritage. Yeah, in Hilton Head. And at his press conference today, he started talking about it.
0: I think this is the, the part of the week that I've given the most amount of thought already. Uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, Chef Jose Andres is a really good friend of mine, so I'll be working with him. Oh, I also boy. want to talk to Ollie, because we're from the same part of, this, of Spain, to see what he did in his dinner, see if I, I can go a different route. But I think I have... One of the appetizers down, which would be jamón, the Spanish ham. The dessert, which I won't be disclosing, and and the wine. Everything in between is still up in the air. But those three things I have, I think I have down for now.
1: Spanish ham, wow. Chef Jose Andres. I mean, um, sign me up. Very famous. Yeah. Um, why's the why's the dessert a secret?
3: And the and the wine. Just tell us.
1: Kind of. It's kind of.
3: Let's see. I'm going to Google most. Famous Spanish dessert.
1: The, 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 the wine doesn't have to be from Spain.
3: I'd imagine it would. And Ole, you know, right? he
1: means uh, Olatabo, right? Jose Maria? Olatabo. Yes. Ola you have to say it's it stem, the Castilian right? way, right?
3: Uh, by the way. To sound really fancy. Spanish flan, caramel pudding made from a simple mixture of milk, sugar, and eggs.
1: You said Spanish flan? Is
3: it flan? Or is it flan?
1: That's flan just got to really pronunciate it because there's another sp- Spanish. Oh. oh. Da- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very wordable. I don't know anything about Spain.
3: <laughs> I
1: don't even know what it was. That was funny. I don't mean to be too fly for, with all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Jeff Spanish. Goldblum? That would be a different dessert. Maybe that's why it's a secret. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see that champions photo next year. It'll take a lot to fill, you know. Stuff, Jay Felly stuff. is done well, over I there. He can lot no lot. longer operate the board. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. Pray for the best. <laughs> <laughs> this looks delicious, <laughs> by the
2: way. It
3: says it's the king of all Spanish desserts.
1: <laughs> this is why we're nominated.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This Any, moment, anyone could talk about a draft for three months, Rich. It's these
1: kind of these moments. What's right? our moment? I mean,
2: it's Henry Winkler asking about Patrick what, do you got? What, what You
1: got something? Could,
3: be, could be crema catalana. Oh,
1: I literally thought like some breaking news, Rich. We going out the door, <laughs> Rogers Rodgers' jet. Sure. It's like no, he's he's still Googling Spanish desserts. Rich, let me tell you something. You're
2: not going to hear Aaron Rodgers. Jet for a minute. Thank you.
3: Churro con chocolate. Churro.
1: Rioja Grand Reserve is the number one Spanish wine. Thanks to uh, Albert Breer (laughs) and Dan Campbell, who's going to get a cake in the shape of a kneecap from the Rich Eisen show with a bite out of it.